0: This is nasty. Go. Hello. it has been a while, right? It's been about a year, but I am so excited to be back doing my thing post, pre, during pandemic. I'm just simply taking advantage of my stay-at-home time, and I thought, what better a time to bring to you back our unbelievable series of unbelievable entrepreneurs who are making strides in Africa, and I'm telling you, the guest that I have today... hmm, He is one of a kind. I I will tell you, I I know this individual very well. Um, Privileged to have worked with him from a long time ago, gone to school with him. And um, as we have all progressed in life, he has shown such exemplary leadership that where he is today in life is where I hope a lot of us need to be and would aspire to be. So it was a no brainer for me to interview Mr. Daniel Inago because I feel that for some of us entrepreneurs who are really serious about growing our business in Africa on the continent. And I'm not scared to take that risk and face those challenges. You want to talk to someone who has done it day in, day out, that's quit a thousand times, but keeps going back at it, right? Right, that's what you want to talk to. So without further ado, let me read you a little bit about his bio, yeah? Mr. Nago, AIC president and CEO um, is, um, he has over 17 years experience, and I can tell a lot more than that, in strategic management consulting, investments, project development and finance in Africa. And during this time, he's provided market entry strategy development for multinational corporations like L3, Marriott, ADM, for their expansion needs in Africa. So all of us want to start, right? You just, you want to start, here's who you want to be talking to. And additionally, he has extensive experience working with US agencies, including the Overseas Private Investment Corporation, that's OPIC, Exim Bank, or Export-Import Bank, United States Trade and Development Agency, also known as the USTDA, and the Millennium Challenge Corporation (MCC) to name just a few. I asked Daniel for his whole bio, and he gave me a short one. I think that's because he has more to say than he wants me to read. So, Mr. Daniel, thank yes. you for being here, Eton.
1: Thank you for thank having you, me. Again. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited. I know we I were trying to catch up earlier, but your schedule
1: is kind uh, it's of... It's not my schedule. It's your schedule. You're the one that always... <laughs> it's COVID that has shut you down, but you're always between <laughs> two countries, two homes, and so it's your schedule. <laughs>
0: it's my schedule. Okay. Well, let's put it like this. It's both our schedules. And I'm very aware of the fact that when we have the commitment that we have, for the continent that we believe in, despite the aggravation, I want to be able to be in your space and speak to like-minded individuals like you. So I want to really thank you, first of all, for accepting to do this, because um, I've asked a lot of people, and they're willing to do it, but half of the time, they don't really know how to communicate it, and I know you are a great communicator. So when we put the two together, I'm really looking forward to a blowout interview.
1: Likewise. Thank you, Gwen, for having me.
0: Yeah. So I know I forgot to mention that you're a dad. Let's start with that. You're a dad.
1: Yes, I have four beautiful children, uh, ages 20 to uh, eight and uh, three girls, one boy, uh, a lonely boy who is going to be a girl's guy. (laughs) (laughs) He takes care of his sisters, which is great. Uh, (sighs) I've been married 23 years now. uh, uh, Almost a
0: quarter of a century.
1: Almost a quarter of a century. And it's the best thing I've ever done and uh, so enjoy it so i'm a family man that's what I keeps me busy that's why I, you can get on my schedule that was <laughs> it that no was i it. can't
0: get on your schedule <laughs> yeah. that's awesome so i was i was i wanted to ask you questions that were a little bit different than the norm right people always like mm-hmm. you know what are your challenges yeah we want to know all that but I, I really want to know what makes you stand out what makes you stand out why would i want to work with you so if i was to look at your resume right what am I going to see in your resume that's going to tell me that, you know, you're the right person to help me come up with a marketing strategy that will assist me in launching my product, my company, my whatever it is, consulting gig in Africa. And where, where are the easiest places I want to go to do that?
1: Right. So if you look at my resume, you probably wouldn't want to work with me because I sent you a short one. <laughs> but <laughs> However, outside of that, um, I think looking at the key companies that I've worked with, um because those are the global 500 companies they're big companies and to be able to reach those companies and influence them to hire you for strategic uh projects in uh in africa i think is a big deal um the other thing is just the consistency i've been doing it for 17 years um and a lot of my colleagues partners friends have after five years have thrown in the towel and gone back to corporate and uh, the fact that I've been doing it for 17 years and going strong is another good reason why you would want to um, hire me to, to assist you.
0: So what would I see? Tell me what, what is the one thing that you think always captures your attention? Because if I wanted to write my resume right now and send it to a company, what is, what is something that you want to make sure I have either the experience in or I partner with someone else who has that experience? Because there is a reason why you keep getting called over and over again
1: well that's it's a good question, I mean, the way I would answer that spiritually is just the favor of God in my life <laughs> you know that's outside of that it's just it's I'll start with that you know it was God's favor on my life and just um but also just integrity you know i think I think we've talked about this before, Gwen, where I think that I put myself in a position where I'm always giving um but people can rely on me and um And there's a confidence that people have when they meet me that I'm truthful to, you know, I can deliver what I say I can deliver. So I think that's important. Now, what, how can that be displayed on a resume? Um, I don't know. That's, it's tough, you know, because paper can only speak as, as far as you've written it. It's tough to articulate that on a piece of paper. But when you meet me face to face, it's really about the integrity. It's about the confidence and the, uh, the assurance that I give people of my, my skill set and my experience is really, um, I'm not really answering your question, but. <laughs>
0: no, I hear you. I think what you're saying to me is that it, there's no, um, you can't replace the experience. You can't replace the one-on-one communication, right? right. Now one-on-one is via Zoom. Right. A lot of us been using Zoom for years, but now it's become the norm. Right. Um, I think that there are some key words that we need to put on our resume, but I think it's also about that partnership, right? You have to be able to have partners who believe in you and who are willing to go to bat for you so you can get your foot through the door. Right. And I think that's a common problem in Africa, which is why a lot of people don't see success because they're not in front of the right people. But once you're in front of that person, it's all up to you.
1: Right, right, it's all up to you. I mean, if I go back to the question on resumes, it's like I always I tell my kids, especially my teenage daughters, when you're looking for a job or you're looking for somebody to pay attention to you, you have to be persistent and make the and do the work. Phone mm. calls so if you want ten callbacks you 're going to have to make a hundred phone calls and it's the same for your resume you know it's how do you outside of sending the piece of paper and waiting, there are okay. things that you can do in terms of researching the company, trying to understand trying to get in touch with somebody at the company unless they say you know, no fraternizing. Um, But there's a lot of work that's done outside of just submitting your paper that you need to do in order to get people's attention. And that's like, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You know, you've gotta be persistent um, and then just think out of the box in terms of trying to reach these folks and get your your attention.
0: You just said something, you gotta be present too because how often have you made yourself available? Like going to those places? where you know you will encounter those individuals and then presenting yourself in the way that you'll be be let in because you know they need to open the door and if you don't present yourself in that manner they will not open the door for you right um do you think though that being a male helped you out more than if you (laughs) i I have to ask i'm sorry oh
1: um in some instances for sure yes um it, it has helped me out and it's given me opportunities where um they wouldn't for females uh, overall but that's changed that's 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 uh initially was it has changed a, quite a bit
0: <laughs> quite in a africa, bit i mean are you talking about foreign or are you talking about united states or are you talking about africa
1: it's changed in africa but not in the at the degree that it's changing overall globally there's okay. still a lot of room for improvement for sure but it's definitely not the way it used to be as it relates to that you know so there's there's huge there's a huge amount of improvement that is needed but but Gwen you have to admit it has changed because women do have more opportunities and they are considered um in more places and in more other jobs where they weren't before true uh,
0: you, you do know. have to prove yourself it, it's all oh, again about how you look how you speak um what your resume you know, looks who like no you well
1: know. <laughs> you know who you know right, right. yeah
0: I'll call you like Danielle, can you get me? You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but right. then you know, when I go there, I'm going to be, you know, I'm I'm going to represent, as you like to right. say. Right. Um, but w- w- would you agree with me that even though your personality, which is the most important thing, speaks volumes, there has to be a purpose and a strategy that you come with to the table. If not, you'll be fake and you'll see they'll see through that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is your purpose. Because mm. you know, a lot of people fall into the trap of, okay, I want to work at the World Bank. But why do you want to work at the World Bank? Mm -hmm. Do you want to work there because everybody else works there? Or do you want to work there because that's what people do with people in your degrees? But it's really considering and thinking about what is my purpose? What Mm -hmm. am I willing, what am I planning on giving to society or giving to what I'm looking to do versus getting from? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that shift in mindset is very important in anything that we do. I mean, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, being present, being available in the room. I remember when I started my company in 2003, 2002, I was attending conferences and offering to do work so I could learn about the sector that I was going into. And so being present and available and doing stuff for free early on, I'm not saying do it all the time, Mm -hmm. but enables you to get that access that that open door and people get to know you and that's how people got to know me initially and uh, learn to work with me and trust me so so i think it's it's a combination of that but your purpose is the most important thing what are you on here are you doing or what you're passionate about because that will translate into and people will see that and appreciate that so that's that's the the one key that you And once you've developed that purpose and you know, this is where I want to work, this is, then you develop a strategy for approaching and targeting what it is that you're looking to do, you know. Which which
0: country do you think, I mean, I know you've worked a lot extensively in Cameroon, but you have experience in other areas. Which country do do you think our cultural background makes it easier in some locations more than others? Or do you think it's just a, it's an African thing?
1: It's an African thing. It's an African thing. I mean, doing work in a country, and I don't know if I can say the country, because people are going to throw tomatoes at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where it's an English-speaking country, put it that way. And I thought that my experience would translate well there, being English-speaking and also French-speaking. Mm-hmm. But it's been very difficult, not because of me, but because of the way those people are. They, It's very difficult for them to trust people. Mm-hmm. You're, in general, whether you're African or non-African, it's just very mm-hmm. difficult for them to trust people off the, And so you have to prove yourself over and over again to gain their trust. But they never really let you that you've gained their trust. It's always like something that you're always working towards. So it's, it depends on the country, it depends on what you're working, where you're working, what the projects are, but there's definitely a difference in terms of cultural business throughout Africa that you have to adapt to. And you're not favored just because you're African. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? It, because it's almost like you need a foreigner in order. Do you get that feeling? That you sense like if I came here with a white man, they take me more seriously. I mean, yeah, gonna...
1: yeah. Well, you know, I I uh, I was doing work in a French-speaking country, not Cameroon. And <laughs> they. Uh, I got along well with the minister. One of the ministers we were working with, uh, because he had lived in Cameroon and he literally took me as his brother, and it was his 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 staff that was kind of like, we're not sure about this guy. And the reason was because I was asking a lot of questions associated with things that normally I would understand. You know, we do these things under the table. Why is this guy asking these types of questions? Doesn't he understand as an African that that's how we do business? And so as a result, the next trip I was barred from going because they wanted to only wanted to deal with the white guy. (laughs) So even though I was, Right, right. So a lot of times it's, it's, it's advantageous for that to happen. We want that to change for sure, but that's just the reality that we deal with right now.
0: So that, that's not very encouraging to my folks listening on this call right now about the fact that, you know, get a white guy. You know, things are changing.
1: That's not what, that's not what we're saying. What we're True. saying in some instances, I think what, is, what they need to recognize is this is the reality on the ground right now. Okay. And for us to, we have to accept it in order to change it, right? And that's just, that's what I dealt with in one of the countries that I was, I was, you know, I was working in, and it's very, very prevalent in that country. I, it's not a country that I would recommend for people to do work in, but it's a reality that we have to address and we have to deal with. In
0: 2020. <laughs> 2020. And let me ask you, how do you think the racial tension that has, of course, um, erupted in the United States and affected the entire world, do you think we're going to see ripples of that? Um, in Africa, even in the way we do business, I, I had a conversation with another fellow entrepreneur, and they felt that Africans were more, even more aware, not necessarily of racism, but of white conditioning. And the fact that we have kind of said no to our own cultural beliefs, to our own uh, uh, um, uh, um, sound principles that our ancestors gave us, which work for us, by the way right and we've bought into this white condition marketing concept of how to run our businesses in our country there are definitely things that we should and do want to you know um, emulate but how do you think this racial tension right now is going to play into the business structure in africa because i see everybody running home
1: well you know they in theory on paper people want to run home but the practicality of running home is not as is not as easy um, I think there's a lot of symbolism to what has happened in 20, 2019 and 2020, because that's 400 years uh, mm-hmm. since Jamestown. And so celebrating the 400-year anniversary when the first slaves landed here in the United States, is, it's an incredible uh, time frame. But the timing of it is also very interesting. Um, I think that I remind my African-American friends that your history starts with our history, because you, you started... You know, you were part of our family and still are, and so, so as you bleed, we bleed. You know, and so, so looking at how that's going to transpire, I think that more people are going to be interested in expanding and going back to Africa, but it's not, it's not as, it's not a practical, it's not outside of Ghana doing this year of return, which was essentially come back and touch the soil. And if you wanna stay, there's opportunities for you to stay, we'll give you citizenship. Mm-hmm. But that transition is very difficult. Um, not impossible, but difficult. And, but so if we can create an atmosphere and an infrastructure to facilitate that, I think there would be more people leaving. Um, and that just comes with business. You know? so, so and from a business perspective, things will change from a, on a personal level where people will get more aware of you know, their history and, and get more emboldened by what is happening to not stand for, okay, white guy needs to come here in order for this to happen, really? you know, And take a different stance versus saying, this is how things have been done. And so I think that's gonna shift, but it'll take a while for that to, to trickle into to Africa. Now, I would say there's been a shift though, from a standpoint of looking at certain countries that are still colonizers in France you know, in particular, looking at what is happening with the CFA, you know, Correct. the attention that this racism is given and the injustice that has been done by the white people for centuries, will now it's gonna be it's, they're also rioting in France. It's transparent. And that at some point is going to tra- it's gonna trickle into Africa where they're gonna look at, well, why is France still, why are these 14 countries still paying colonial tax in 2020? Why do they not control their military or their, their central banks or their currency? You right. know, so they were still enslaved. And so hopefully that will trickle in faster, um, sooner than later. But we're seeing that happening slowly but surely, but there needs to be a bigger movement as it relates to that. And that starts with education because a lot right. of our brethren here don't understand when you tell them about that, I will tell my friends, yeah, racism has existed, and we experience it is called colonialism where they've built a system that favors them and not us. And so we, for years, we've had, we've been handcuffed because the people in power are controlled by those who are ultimately making the decisions. So now that has to change as we become aware of who we are as people and what we will not, and will not stand for.
0: So. And that brings me to something else you said earlier, you talked about infrastructure, you know, because, um, that infrastructure doesn't exist right now. The, the, it, it, I hear, I, I attend so many different meetings. I attend so many different calls and everyone has these really good ideas, but no one's putting in place the infrastructure for the physicality to occur. So it ends up just being a conference call. Right. And so I'm, I'm saying, what do we need to do to put the infrastructure in place? That to me seems like we need to go home because the, the, the knowledge we have needs to be back home. But then going home has its own daunting, <laughs> You right?
1: can say so, that more than anybody. <laughs> right,
0: so what, what is it about you that made your purpose so clear that you realize that Africa is it for me? I'm, I'm gonna go back and forth, because it's what you do, but I'm gonna invest in Africa because that's my purpose. You could do consulting here, you'd make a good living here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Right. Why the headache? Why Africa? No infrastructure, a lot of opportunity, a lot of injustice. Why Africa?
1: I think you said two of the things, the critical things, a lot of opportunity and a lot of injustice. You know, I, I I from my experience in growing up, I've had the privilege of of understanding and living on both sides in Africa and the United States. And I spent my elementary school years here, my elementary school years in Cameroon. I started in Cameroon, I went to high school here, high school in Cameroon. And so, so having that experience has already de- has sensitized me, and made me more sensitive to the needs of the people on the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. And there was
1: no way for me to deny where I'm from, mm-hmm. especially when I saw it, I was like, these people just need a little bit of help. They need some investments, they need some help with consulting, they need some self strategizing. And mm-hmm. they, I could not deny the tug on my heart because that's where I'm from. And and so it was easy for me to say, I need to help and, and bring bring myself home one way, shape, or form. It
0: was easy? I mean, I could call it's a lot not, of that easy. It, e- easy? Are
1: you sure? Easy. I would
0: not call it easy. This great. I, think, I think maybe you're being a little too humble.
1: No, what I'm saying easy in terms of the decision that I made Got it. is the process. The process is very difficult. And it's like, help me help you. I'm here to help okay. you. And you're fighting people that you're, tr- that you're trying to help. And, and that's at all levels, you know? And so, so it, it hasn't been easy, but the decision to do what I'm doing was easy because there was a tug on my heart and they, I felt that this was my purpose. Again, going back to that, and, and that made it easy for me to just hang in there when the going was tough. So
0: it was really tough, right? It was and very so tough. that's what I want to ask you next. I want you to tell me, I, w- I want to feel your pain. I need you to tell me because I love the way you tell these stories now. Okay. I want you to feel your pain, go back and reach into that spot. I want you to tell me something that happened to you in Africa that really made you feel like, I'm done.
1: Um, I, I guess there was there was one project where I literally did say that I was done. Um, and fortunately for me, I have through the years and the work i did in cameroon i have access to high level people and people from all so when i said i was done they literally stepped in and said no no you're not done i need to come to my office now and explain things to you so i so several things happened to me and and i'll just give you one example so we've been on this hotel project for five six years and i was i was the lead consultant for this project and we had gotten so close to get financing. And the only piece that was missing was a title for the land. So in order to get an investment in any project, you need, especially a hotel project, your key is having ownership mm-hmm. of the land. And that was the only piece. Now, money was already transferred. The money was transferred to the treasury. It was already done, but the title had not been issued yet, right? Which is, that's been, And and the reason why is because the Ministry of Land has a goal and the Ministry of Tourism has a goal. The Ministry of Tourism is to promote the development of the tourism sector, which includes hotels. The -hmm. Ministry of Land has a goal, which is to just sell the land, but they don't want to get into a business where it's flipping land, especially if it's meant for an investment opportunity for the Ministry of Tourism. So, So there was a discrepancy that was happening there where the minister didn't understand that we have objectives. Our goal is to get this to build a hotel, not to flip the land and continue to flip the land because it was in, it's in a very high rent district. Fast forward, I get, this is five years later, the hotel's not built. Of course, you can see the reticence of the minister of land. I'm not giving you this title. And if I do give you this title, you have three years to build it or the government takes it back and we keep the money. Very difficult situation, very difficult situation. So, so now I get sent, this is like my last mission, last, send me back to Cameroon. The The US ambassador requests that I meet with the minister of land to figure out what is happening with this hotel, it's a Marriott hotel project. And so I literally, the, 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 the ambassador sends a letter to the minister saying I'm coming, I'm still in the US at this time, that I'm coming and it helps me set up the meeting. And the next day I get a phone call, are you here yet, are you here yet? So I'm not, I haven't even left yet. So I get there, I get to Cameroon and I sit with the minister and her team. and, And she's asking me questions about the project and what's going on and who the investors are because there are two investors now, one that is selling off their investments the one that is buying the investments that's going to invest in the property. But in mm-hmm. order to do that, what do you need, Gwen?
0: Title.
1: A title. So we're sitting there debating, and the minister essentially freezes me. And and she says, I don't believe in this company that essentially questioning my work for the last five years with the company that has built the project to this point that's ready to sell it off. Because the investors Your that
0: partner, of course. My
1: partner, the developer. Yes. And she says to me, I don't believe, I said, wait a second, I know this guy very well. And as a matter of fact, his family spent two weeks with me in the United States and I've worked with him. He's a former Capgemini. We were both consultants with Capgemini at the same time. We know each other very well. So she tries to discredit what I was doing. And so what I ended up doing was I froze the meeting. I asked her for a meeting the next day and I called the new investor who will remain nameless. Call the new investor and say, can you believe what is going on? This is what they said to me and all that stuff. And I realized that the new investor had set me up. <laughs> because the new investor, their goal was to undermine the existing company.
0: Right, because get they want the to shut
1: To get the title. And so I call him to the meeting. He comes to the meeting and we sit down together at the meeting. And it was during that meeting that I realized, oh, I got
0: set up. You got that
1: guy went in and undermined this company and was trying to get the title and work with the minister to get the title. And at that point I literally went halfway through the meeting, the ministers to my right investors to my left, the whole staff, one of the guys at the end was even sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) The meeting, I was like, one of her staff members is sleeping. He's, and he woke up when the minister said the following things, Mr. Nago, this project that you're on, we are not going to issue a title until we know that the hotel is going to be built. And I said, Madame, your position is not to know whether or not the hotel is going to be built. The Minister of Tourism has given us the license to, here it the is, government. they show mm-hmm. it. The Minister of um, Defense has also given us, because the person that's on the land, is, is there's a house on the land that's going to be destroyed. They've moved them and given the budget to actually move them as well. So everything is in place but yours. You're not in any position to make that decision because your job is to sell the land. And by the way, you have $2 million in the treasury that we paid for the land in 2006 already. So what are you, and I just folded up my, and I just shut down completely. I said, I'm not saying anything. And the guy who was sleeping gets up and he goes, yeah, we can't do anything until we know you're going to build the land. I'm like, dude, you've been sleeping the whole meeting. What are you talking about? <laughs> So then, so then I leave the meeting.
0: I love doing business in Africa. I love it. I, Professionals thrown out of the window. He
1: I leave sorry. the meeting, and I make the phone call to my minister friend, and I said, I'm done. What are you talking about? I'm done. This is what happened. He goes, come. I have a. I have a consultant to the president that you need to meet. Come to my office. I go to her office, and I sit down, and the guy's there, and he looks at my files. And I'll never forget this. Looks at everything, and he goes, ah, Mr. Nagra, I don't know what your problem is. He goes, I go, what? He goes, your files are too clean. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nowhere for them to eat on this thing. That's a- money to the treasury, right? So there's account
0: no- Accounted for. Accounted for to the
1: penny. Everything is accounted for. It's too clean. There's no room for them to eat. So
0: in order for people to get stuff done here, they've got to eat. There's got to be loopholes here. within this budget somewhere that service. allows them to eat. I got too you. clean. Too clean. So, uh, this is interesting. Um, have you learned how not to make your books clean anymore? <laughs> because this is an ongoing situation.
1: Gwen, you reap what you sow. This, okay. this I am not, I, I am not going to get myself in a position where I am compromising my integrity. Which awesome. Is for that, because that is worth the riches, more than riches and gold. A good name is worth more than riches and gold. So... So definitely not.
0: <laughs> so if so, let me let me let me kind of summarize this in a way. It's gonna be interesting. In Africa, there are gonna be situations where you have to know how to play the game. Because if you don't play the game, you're gonna get shut out. The minute you said that, she said, um, "You this file is incomplete or whatever." It just came. It's like it just came out of left field that it didn't make any sense, right? You've gone through this, it's been five years, and now you're saying he's not reputable. It doesn't It's very clear that this individual is looking for a way to, right. to denounce it so she could get out of right. the contract. Um, and I promise you are many people who have had this experience before, it didn't stop you. You keep going. Keep going. Your purpose.
1: Right.
0: Your why. Why. How is this impacting you financially, though? Let's be clear, bottom line. How is it impacting you financially?
1: They because owe me money.
0: You do five years. See, you do five years of your time. And, and, and that's not just, it's not like you was doing five years and, and being paid for something. No. no you know, it's, most investors, it's, it's a process.
1: Yeah, they owe me money. They owe me money till today. And as a matter of fact, I'm friends with the developer. They owe him money. And they're starting to pay him incrementally. And I'm, this week, I was like, okay, since they're paying you, I need my money. That's hope. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's it's contractual. I have a contract, it's it's written in stone. If you sell the business, I get a percentage of what is owed to me. Right. You know, and that's and that's something I've never given up on. Yeah. You know, and I always check in to see who's there, what's happening, that kind of stuff. But they owe me money. And 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 you bring up a great point because it's like get ready to make losses. In yeah. any business, you're gonna have losses.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I was reading about Jeff Bezos just today, this morning, and how he was methodical in his process, where people were saying, man, you're going to make a lot of money. He was like, I'm, gonna, I'm not making money right now. I don't care about making money. It's about sticking to what I believe in. My purpose is the following, and I'm going to stick to my guns. And he did. For years, he was driving his Honda, his broken Honda. He didn't have to when Amazon started. He drove that five years, six years into his company. You know, because he had a plan and a purpose and nobody was gonna deviate it from him. And I don't have to tell you where he is today, right? <laughs> so
0: about, is he worth like he's like worth hundred and seventy? Now hundred
1: and something billion dollars. The the almost unbelievable. Almost he's almost to the level level of Mansa Musa of Mali. He's getting mm-hmm. there.
0: <laughs> so tenacity, tenacity, tenacity Stay of the course, stay, this course, stay the course, stay of the course Patience It's something you hear all the time, right? You go to motivational speakers, you listen to these podcasts You listen to the Oprahs of the world And the, and, and the, and the Jeff Maas of the world And his patience and methodical And process and all that mm-hmm. um, But I'm an African right. I want mm-hmm. to work in Africa I want to open up a business, I want to do something I want to, I just know that um i don't want to live abroad forever right because there there are those categories of africans who said that's it i'm not going back home And and this is not for them right this is for those individuals that i do want to go home home is home right what do i do where do i start
1: well i mean we talked about your purpose but you i think the key is finding out you know what problem are you trying to solve and that's that's the business right business 101 everybody wants to get into business but what, what problem are you trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And where you're trying to solve the problem, you, know, you start looking at what are the things that will facilitate you in doing that? You know? mm-hmm. So one, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Once you've identified, okay, I want to create, I don't know, what's, what's a business that you're thinking about? I wanna
0: be able to create a, um, a home services delivery
1: home service, that's a great one. There's a country that's perfect for it right now, Ghana. Ghana is, and I'll say the name because I was there in December. I've been there five times in the last two years. And so um, that's a big business, especially now with COVID. There are a lot of restaurants in Ghana. And what you find in Ghana is that the average Ghanaian is able to eat in a euro. It's not all chicken palo, it's places that you call and say, I want to order a pizza and that. And they'll pick up and they'll send delivery. But the nice. issue with Ghana is traffic. Mm. <laughs> so people are getting their deliveries very late. So now you've found a problem that you want to solve, right? What is your first step? Your first step, since you know, is to visit the country. Mm-hmm. Before you even visit for yourself, <laughs> right?
0: So I just can't pick up the phone and go, let me, oh, I have to go. No. Oh.
1: Because what's going to happen is you're not gonna believe what the person on the phone is telling you. If they say to you, this traffic is really bad, it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to experience it. When you experience it, you're like, oh yeah, I can appreciate Ghana traffic. Going from Tema to Accra is like a nightmare during five o'clock rush hour, it's impossible. So going to the country for yourself and then touring the country, looking at just meeting the people, talking to the people, visiting, And then just trying to understand what are the things that I need to do to register this business? Mm -hmm. Where do I need to go? All Mm -hmm. that. I'm not saying you do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that you do it because it's not going to take a week or two in these countries. So that's it. So touring the country. So once you've toured the country, come back, write the business plan. So you've done your feasibility study, which is the on the ground work, figuring out how things work and what are your restaurants and, who would you sell to? How much will you sell? How far does a CD go? How much can I get for, you know? You've done your feasibility study. Build that business plan. Once you've built the business plan, tear it up. <laughs> huh? I said tear that joker up. Because <laughs> it ain't going to work. That business plan is literally for you. For how you're going to manage your business, right? Okay. But in terms of a reference for how you're going to do your business, forget about it because you, let me give you an example. Uber. Yes. Ghana. Do you know Uber in Ghana? It takes you about an hour and a half. Do you know why? Yeah. Because the guys want to book the ride and they don't want to lose the ride. Even if I'm two hours ahead, they'll book it. I'm coming. I'm 15 minutes. I'm 30 minutes. I'm, t- right. <laughs> <I> <laughs> used it. The guy kept saying, "I'm around the corner. I'm around. The- I'm like, I'm around what corner? You can't <laughs> tell by
0: looking at your phone.
1: No, it doesn't tell you. It doesn't tell you. So that's a different. B- so, so you take that plan that you have. No, I have Uber Eats delivered None. Nah, nah, ain't gonna work. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Unless you figure out. Okay. You take the business plan and you throw it out the window. Okay. Put it in your cupboard for your reference and how you're gonna manage your finances, that kind of stuff, Okay. But nothing else. And then you start looking at, while you were there, your, part of your study was finding a local partner. Right. This is essential. The embassy, the U.S. embassy, if you're, if you're working from here in the U.S. states, cannot be your sole partner. They can be your facilitator, but they're not, they're not going to register your business for you. They're not going to go knock on customers' doors for you. Your local partner will do that. And finding somebody you can trust and somebody you can work with. Put it that way, because you start saying somebody you can trust, you'll be working. <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> it's, it's it's tough.
0: Well, I mean what well, I mean, I don't want to be make it so bad, but trust is a factor in Africa, let me tell you. It is it's a, a mindset. It's a mindset.
1: It's a mindset and I and I get it. But you have to be you if you look for the perfect person, right? That is the actual this person is perfect your search is going to take a long time just Mm -hmm. know that we are as people are fallen broken sinning people and we make mistakes find somebody that you can work with that Mm -hmm. has the potential that you need um Mm -hmm. if you find that person that you can trust great you know i found somebody who's i I mean they're out there
0: they're definitely out there for sure it's just you have to kiss the frogs to get to the prince yeah. And, and, and and in virtue of kissing those frogs, you be can, be ready to you can lay it. out a lot of cash yeah, and yeah. lose a lot of things to a get
1: lot. to the print, yeah. Yeah, to get to that. So so once you've found that person, then you start share You share the plan with them, you know, because they'll tell you, it's a great plan, but what do I deal with this when mm-hmm. this comes up and that comes up? And that's an on-the-fly, that's an on-the-job type stuff that your local partner knows how to do. Okay. You know? We have a project where it's like on paper, it makes sense. Do this, do that. And they're like, Daniel, you don't understand. But I tell them I do understand because I'm African. Mm -hmm. But but they say, you don't understand this particular issue and the background behind that one. I said, okay, I get it. I get what I need to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I understand that I have to leave room for the cultural nuances. yes. yes, yes. And so you deal with the wahala.
0: I'm a numbers person. Those control, cultural nuances throw me off a loop because I will come up with a portfolio in my mind and a plan of here's what I'm forecasting, here's what we need to spend, you know, and here's my bottom line. And then at the end of the day, I'm not factoring in our cultural nuances. Yay, and, and, awesome. and then you make a huge blunder. You get there like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You don't have money to go across the street and get me?
1: <laughs> I make taxi, taxi money now, taxi. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course. <laughs> it. i love it i love it i love it yeah i mean it's 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 in business 101 it's business culture it's different and it is different than
0: it is and I, i will tell you one thing i mean ghana i love i think ghana is is you know we're laughing but ghana really has made some strides that the country has has really managed in some way due to leadership of course to kind of circumvent some of the more mundane tasks and provide some sort of structure so that even though you have to, you know, put in those cultural nuances, you you see yourself making progress, you know, somehow. Right. You know, right. in the, you, other, you yeah, the other countries that yeah.
1: Right. And the thing about it is is that in some countries, you it's like our country, things don't move unless there's struggle. It's just <laughs> I mean, it's... review a means bribe. Chico means bribe. And mm-hmm. so it's like, and it's very... And then even with that, sometimes they don't move. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because people are like, no, tomorrow. No, no. To, it, it, the person who has the file went on vacation and he locked it in his... So you can't print another one? I mean, it's like we had to wait for one document that somebody went on vacation for two weeks and he put it in his... Drawer. And I was trying to understand that You know, and but also, if you
0: gave him money, all of a sudden that file just miraculously appears.
1: And and the other thing is, they're they're very in certain countries, particularly French French speaking countries, when you are too persistent,
0: Mm.
1: then they feel like you can't push. I let's say you work for the ministry. I'm pushing you. Go do this, Gwen. Go do that. That person that you are pushing you, they cannot be perceived as being too aggressive.
0: Mm-hmm. because then
1: they'll think ah you have choco you have you have a yes. personal yeah, yeah. not that you want to do your job and get it done no you are personally vested in this somebody gave you money that's why you're being so persistent and as a result mm-hmm. they'll block you and that's something that you is hard to get around but
0: so you're trying to do your own work but the perception is that without knowing all the details is that the reason why you're that thorough in your professionalism is because you've been
1: You've been bribed, okay, bribed. You've been compromised.
0: So then someone automatically decides, I'm going to block you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that. And so, you know, back to the process you've, you've, you've done your feasibility study, you've defined what you'd solve, problem you want to solve, you've done your feasibility study, you've built your business plan. Now you get your local partner, okay, let's go register this business. The local partner knows the ins and outs. Yes. They should. How much it costs, who they need to go with, what lawyer they should hire that person will facilitate all of that business is registered. And in some countries you require, you need to get an office. Some countries is kind of backwards before you register your business. You need to have an office, a physical location. They want
0: want an address and they want you to draw. Mm -hmm. So you can
1: localize at your attorney's office. That's easy. But I found that kind of dumbfounded. I was like dumbfounded by that. Like how am I supposed to get an office when, Needless to say.
0: <laughs> well, it's a pregone conclusion. If you're going to do business in Africa, there are some costs that you will incur upfront.
1: Right. Well, you know, the reason for that, mainly the localization is for taxation purposes. Yeah. Because they need to know where you are in order to find yeah. you to tax you. But in addition to having your business and register your business, you need to have an address. You know? But the way it was done in the process is a little bit unorthodox. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't go by what works here we have to be flexible
0: mm-hmm. to what
1: works there. And there's always a reason for why, why they do what they do. And I just give them, right. the, leave that room for that. Give them mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt that that's mm-hmm. a reason for that. So now you've got your partner, you've got your registered business, you're ready to hit the ground running, doing your marketing, your promotions, and all that other stuff. Um, and you use the local media. The best in Africa right now, depending on the country, is television or radio.
0: Yeah, because totally not
1: everybody true. is on social media every day, you know, and there are yeah. there, it's, it's developing. I mean, when I was in Ghana, there was a there was a guy who was a social media influencer providing classes at a hotel for those who want to learn how to leverage and use social media as a platform for developing business. That's a big move, because before it was like, I'm just checking my Instagram for <laughs> posting your pictures by the tree like you used to do, Gwen. You would be (laughs) so, but now it's it's really a business platform that people are using. And so, yeah,
0: and I think it's interesting you said that because I was doing some research as well. Because you know I'm I'm in the tech field, so to speak, and like uh, if you look at some of the stats, most countries they're barely at 30% usage for uh, platforms like social media platform for any form of business. 30%, and that's off of about. 80% 80% of the population accesses on their mobile phone, which is not the right. best place when you're doing business. So yeah, there, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of room for growth in Africa, but you know, it is what it is.
1: The flip Africa, side to that is, sorry for interrupting, the flip side to that is looking at mobile money. That is advanced way faster than it has anywhere in the world.
0: Anywhere in the world. And
1: so now people are able to pay for their light bills, their water bills, their mm-hmm. phone bills, all these bills using their mobile money and the bank accounts. And that right there is a tremendous opportunity, especially in this day that we're living in, which everybody is virtual, you right. know? So I can right. go to the bank, I can, you know, that kind of stuff. And that is that is something to be leveraged and taken advantage of in, in terms of opportunities, so.
0: So with everything that you, you, you've said, I mean, this this is great. I, I wanna ask you one thing, how long, I'm a married person, I'm a married man. How long do you think I need to spend in that country to get my you know get it running before I come back? Because I've had conflicting um, recommendations. I can tell you what my experience has been. I can tell you Rebecca says she went for two weeks and she ended up staying two years, but you know <laughs> how what, what 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 is a reasonable expectation? Because the, the, the concern is you go to Ghana you, or you go wherever, you set it up, you come back, you find someone on the ground, you set it up, you come back. There has to be a point where you have to be present.
1: Yeah. Yes? Yes.
0: How much time do I have to tell my spouse, baby, I'll be gone for a few years, months, weeks?
1: If you want to stay married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay
1: married. I want to stay married. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, th- th- I'll start by saying this. The biggest kill in any relationship is time. And so I'm very sensitive to how much time I spend overseas, and mm-hmm. there's no other bigger priority in my life than my my wife, my family is God first, mm-hmm. um, my family second, um, and so it's very. So when you ask me that question, I think it's it's you spend time enough time that you're allotted by your spouse, okay. right? And you know because your absence. You know, it's a risk that you're taking. You're one, you're risking your f- not being there for your family and mm-hmm. missing out, but also the risk of being in another country. You know, and and so it's a big risk. And you know, and, and all and, the risks that come with it. And all the risks.
0: <laughs> all, <laughs> all
1: the <laughs> risks. <laughs> There's a lot behind that, just all that stuff, Gwen. You can't elaborate <laughs> all. <laughs>
0: i mean africa is a beautiful place where there's so many other things that you go there for like the food and the culture and the nightlife and you know it, it you have to be so focused on what you're going there to do i know a lot of friends of of who are not african who were pleasantly surprised about how much fun they could have and they still haven't come back to the united states <laughs> so it's, that's less i like how much time but i love your answer it really is Prioritization, communication with your spouse or whomever, or even if you're single and you want to do it, it's understanding that. And it's something I heard. Uh, Miss uh, Miss Obama, Uma, Obama, President Obama's um, sister. She was interviewed by a, a, an African, girl, Mungai,
1: and she oh, said,
0: yeah. yeah, she said. Um, that you know when you go to Africa you don't want to go with all the pomp of circumstance because you can't live that lifestyle Thank while you're you. trying to grow something so you kind of have to mellow your expectations right. and, and find the most reasonable circumstances so that you don't run out of money because how many people do you and i know who have gone there with a lot of money and have barely been able to fly back home
1: yeah yeah well it depends <laughs> again if you've done one and two properly it's doing your study and figuring out what you want to do, where you want to go, who you're working with. The other aspects become a little bit easier. Right. right, 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 right. Um, but I, I mean, back to your question in terms of time, once you've gotten your approval for time, you don't have time to play around. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, so the, the longest time I've spent in Africa outside of the time when I got stuck, we will leave that alone was, was five weeks and that was with my family. And that was that was great for me. I could stay three months. I could stay a year.
0: Because they were
1: with you. They were with me. But it was also very expensive. <laughs> so so it's expensive to go there. It's expensive to stay. Well when
0: you I will say when you're when you're by yourself, it's not you can control those costs.
1: You can control well, the cost, but it's still right. expensive. It's still expensive. You know, I want to go and stay in a nice hotel, you know, or if I'm staying in a, a nice apartment. You know, but I'm always more, up to making
0: those, those, those choices. It's, it's, you know, either I go spend more money in a nice hotel or I can use some of that money to pay someone, salary. Because, you know, the average hotel room, what we'd like to stay in is a salary for one person for a month. So right. it's, it's just making those connections. But you're it's absolutely making those,
1: right. Yeah. It's making those connections. But it's, but it's also like when you think about it, like when, when you think about, um, I just lost my train of thought. But when, let's just say, going back to your question, mm-hmm. two weeks, if I'm going to go spend two weeks anywhere, I've spent three months working on that, maximizing those two weeks. Right. And then and I've done the ground. I've My partner's done the groundwork. So when I get there, it's not like, what are we doing today? No, no. We have the meeting set up. It's bang, 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 bang. And I usually don't have any time for any, yeah. any other, what you talk about, like, What was that? How did you say that? (laughs) Yeah, the culture. (laughs) Because there was one time, one time when I had that, okay, let me just go out with it. Because usually I say it go from the house to the hotel, from the office to the hotel, office to the hotel. And since I was in Cameroon, it's very difficult for me to stay with anybody in Cameroon because I won't get any work done. You know, it's just aunties coming, you know, no, we need to go, uh, you know, and it's not that I don't want to stay with them. It's just, it's easier for me to get what I need to get done. And that one time when I decided to go out and hang out, almost got myself in trouble, you know, because my friend had another idea, which he didn't tell me about until later on. I was like, Oh, you, 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 Oh, you, Oh, I'm sorry. It's a double date. (laughs) I don't, I didn't know that. I, oh, you said he met up with Naomi Campbell. Is that what? You, <laughs> I'm like, I'm walking to the car. That. We're going to dinner, and he's he's showing me to the back seat. I'm like, back seat is you and I. Oh, Naomi Campbell's in the back seat. Oh, and then you've got who in the front seat? Like, no, man, this is not how this works.
0: <laughs> you don't want to be
1: going to Nigeria then, because that's pretty
0: much the lifestyle over there.
1: But it's different when you go somewhere where people know you. And then they go to the most public restaurant in Bastos, yes. where anybody could just walk.
0: Yes. Oh, I saw. I saw. Yeah, you're right. So you and, have and, to and that does, it, it You know, but it's a double-edged sword, right? Because, you know, they see that environment. They think, okay, this person, he gets it. He understands it, right? And then right. the other side, is a double-edged sword. They see, oh, you know, he or she, she you know, especially uh, a woman, like, ah. Uh. So uh, it talks it's about who you're with, Right. You know, That's if, the if whole they see thing. you with a minister or someone, and it's okay.
1: A different ball game.
0: Yes, yeah, different. But when they see you with a group, yeah, and it's it's rowdy. So yeah. where do you see yourself three years from now? Like three years from today? which is July twenty twenty. We just had Independence July uh, uh July fourth weekend, and three years from now, things are definitely going to change, especially in our country. What do you see yourself playing? How do you see yourself playing the field?
1: Well, I. I'm shifting right now in terms of my business and looking at putting on the hat of an investor. Um, I've been a consultant for all these years and advising people on how to make money and how to tap into government resources, et cetera, and then working the projects. And now it's time to focus on what my retirement will look like and trying to get that investment that will provide me with residual residual income Mm -hmm. where I'm sleeping and my money is just going to the bank just bunking you
0: know, a lot of people <laughs> so, say that is i don't know how possible it is but,
1: you know. It's very possible yeah with, with god with god all things are possible Gwen.
0: that is true <laughs> that is true so no was, i think that there's a, i always feel like something you said even about jeff Bezos. you have to be so humble in what you want that that i feel like god gives you that as the reward because he can give you so much i don't even think you can fathom how much he can give you but if you focus mm-hmm. on that then he may give you what you think you want, but there was so much more you could have had if you let him lead, and then you were just obedient to the process. So for me, my, my, my attitude is one of servitude. It's like, I will do this for the children, I will do this for this person, and then watch God do with it what he wants to do with it. So I don't ever focus on, obviously. in fact, I'm pretty much geared and knowing that I'll be 80, and I'll still be going up and down like a yo-yo. Mm,
1: well, that'd be good for you, because it'll keep you young. But <laughs> so, so, so my mine is in about alignment, Gwen. I think okay. it's it's aligning myself with what God is doing here, because right. it's all a drawdown. Mm-hmm. You know, we, when you talk about the Lord's Prayer,
0: mm-hmm. how, what is
1: in heaven manifests on earth. What are the things that he is doing on earth here and how can he use me to accomplish those things Perfect. and focusing on what he's because that's my true purpose as a child of God is to make right. Christ known and you know serve him and to make him known and so as i do that i get clarity on things that i need to do from a Mm -hmm. business perspective to sustain myself and i always tell people that's like when you take care of god's business he's going to take care of yours because my focus is not my life per se my my focus is how can i serve you how can i serve that how can i just like you said how can i serve how can i be a pillar in this community to, to, again, to make him known. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then as I'm doing that and I'm spending time with him, he's opening my eyes to things that I didn't see before because I'm, I mean, it's like hanging out with somebody who's, who knows a lot. Mm-hmm. You get smarter, you get better. You know what I mean? And that's just how it is, you know? And he's saying, no, Daniel, you shouldn't go here. You should go here. Continue to make your plan, but let him order your steps Yes. because you know, he sees everything yes you know, and so so that's that's kind of answers
0: yeah you're going to be a big guru i you know I, I can't thank you enough but i have to ask you a few questions more you ready okay i'm ready what's your, what's your favorite food what's your favorite african dish
1: Ooh. oh wow favorite please african- don't tell me error.
0: please don't tell me
1: error. please Listen, I'm, i am you know i'm mixed now
0: I know, but I please don't say arrow, make me feel and so I, much
1: better. My nyangi side is the the sophisticated <laughs> food, educated e- education is the key side and then my 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 Baminda side the is the rugged side. rugged and you know persistent anyways. <laughs> but uh so I, my my favorite food is anything my wife makes. And she's oh. learned to make nice she makes she makes ndole she made uh, okra soup the other day with rice which is one of my favorite foods um she makes peanut stew um she makes eru like
0: i love it so in other words your favorite food is american. anything your wife
1: cooks anything my wife cooks is.
0: and your wife is yes angela's american she made
1: beignet she made, beignet.
0: She, made beignet.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: she she's a keeper after 23 you think you're gonna keep her you think her. It's for her. <laughs>
1: When it's you, forever. I <laughs> the timing you do on. After 25, it's done, no, it's forever.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite destination? Where do you love going?
1: Wow. Um, where I love going or where I'd love to go?
0: Not vacation. Where would you, no, you have to have been there. So you've been there and you love it. You're like, I love this. Come I love back.
1: Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Yeah, I loved it. I, 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 although I was there by myself, there was a piece about it. There's one thing I didn't like about it. And it's not because I was looking for them, but I noticed that the women were not visible. Right. It's like it's they were,
0: cultural suppression.
1: Right. They and, were that not, was, and,
0: and that was, and that came to the them. surface because you noticed it.
1: I noticed immediately. I was like, wait, I don't see what they're not visible. And that's, that, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. Cause they weren't free to be out and to just, you know, but outside of that, there was just it was just it was a small it's a small island. It's it was fun to to be there. I took an hour to drive around the island. People were very nice. It was it was super beautiful. Nice um, and um, yeah, I think that was probably my favorite.
0: There's So much to see in Africa. I wish people knew that. Um, what's your what's your guiding principle?
1: Wow, guiding principle.
0: Mm-hmm. What guides you? I know it's spiritual. But package that together so that our audience can understand where your mindset needs to be in order to become successful, because you are successful, Daniel. You can coat it any which way. And success is never about the dollars in your bank account. That's another symptom. Right. Um, So with your success, what has been the guiding principle that has enabled you for 17 years to run your own company, support your family? and have accomplished all of this?
1: I think it's, I mean, it's easy. It's, it's to love the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. Um, because that is what has sustained me. As much mm-hmm. as people say, hey, you know, you were able to, you got smarts, you negotiate, I would have done, I would not have been able to do and meet the people that I did and do the things that I've been able to do. Um, Unless it was by God's hand and the Lord's favor in my life, so so it's just love God and love people, and and trust God. I mean, again, that greatest commandment. Just just ha- live a life that's bigger than your own, mm-hmm. you know. And and you said it earlier. Just be ready to serve. You know, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind all your soul. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. Oh. You know, and so and there's so much that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to mess up your documents or I'm going to steal money from you. I'm not, and, you know, even if it benefits me in the short term, you know, I'm I'm going to be that person that's going to help you and is going to look to help you. And that's and that's aligning myself with what God wants me to do, you know, because as I align myself, that's where blessings come. Blessings don't come because, you yeah, no, you align yourself because in way God wants to and he will. That is true. Yeah, You have to so, be
0: in the path. It's almost like you have to be open. You have to be ready. It's like they say, uh, success is when opportunity meets preparation. You have to have been open and ready to receive right. in Continue order to get a message. Yeah,
1: yeah but, but operate it with integrity and with love and, and patient, compassionate. And one of the things that I so much, the reason I've been 17 years is I haven't burned bridges. And if I have any, it's me just cutting them off. Not necessarily saying, because I have people that I've had to cut off. I can't do business with you anymore, but they'll still, hey, I won't call you, and hey, you know, they're interested. But don't burn bridges as as much as you want to. Don't do it because <laughs> you never know. It's better to just walk away, you know, turn the other way and and do that. But uh,
0: is so, that why you're an encyclopedia? Because when one calls you, I need someone to do this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I have a friend somewhere in, I don't know, Jerusalem. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> like, you don't burn your bridges. I think that's a testament to your personality. Mm-hmm. I think you're good in business because God made you this way. I think you're good in business because you've listened to him and he's guided you along the way. And
1: yeah. I think
0: that your best is yet to come because you're about to change the continent. Now going from a consultant to actually leading and directing and actually yeah. making sure that invest investments are going to the right People
1: right because right?
0: a lot of people get its investments you know and then they use some of it to do whatever mm-hmm. right but right now we're on a path of growing this continent and in order for us to grow this continent, we need to invest in the continent right. so to make available all these amenities and, and extras that all we experience here at such a level that we've almost taken it for granted
1: right,
0: right. you really don't know how good you get to get home
1: that's it that's it that's you it. Know.
0: Oh my gosh, this was fun. Did you have fun? It was fun. It was fun. I had fun. It was great. You I'm know? so glad you said yes. I was wondering I was like, how am I going to interview. you I know you for forever, and I'm probably going to be giggling. And, and yeah, you know, we went off a tangent a few times. I knew that was going to happen. Sorry, that's not, guys. That's part of it. That's part of it. <laughs> it is part of it. But I just want to thank you and recognize you. I mean, you have been like a mentor to me. I've called you when I've been down. I've called you because I want a number. I've called you for advice. I've called you for recommendations. And you never said no. Right. So I, everything you've said about yourself, I can attest to it. Absolutely. You don't burn bridges. Right. You know, you, I think you almost let that person fall in their grace and then you know how to deal with them, but you don't shun them away. Is that Christ-like spirit of I shun no one? And that just makes you who you are, Mr. Nago Thank you. Thank you, Gwen. I appreciate President's that. CEO. I want to thank you again. Thank you. Can you thank Angela and the kids for letting you spend this whole hour with me? I will.
1: I will. I'll let them know. they're it's.
0: I can't wait for people to see this and talk and comment. And are you available for consultation still? Like, if folks I say want I want to I Okay, awesome. Yeah. Because, because we can send some people your way. And um, yeah. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get African entrepreneurs to come together and share their information, share what they know. And let's, let's do something. Let's move. Let's be active, you know, and, and let's make a difference in the world today. So from yeah. me, Gwen, all the way to you guys and to you, Mr. Narco. Thank,
1: you. Thank you.
0: See you next time. We'll be back with another great speaker. I promise. Okay. Bye. up.